All right. All right. <clears throat> check one. Check two. This is it. Welcome to the Cannabis Coffee Hour. With your host, me, Rob Cantrell, coming back again and again. We're here to win, maybe, yeah, why not? Let's fucking win this shit. <laughs> Tune in. It's a uh, 194. Cannabis seems to be really opening mad doors right now. Um, but there is some stuff happening. We could talk all about it. I'm going to talk about music. I'm going to talk about life. I'm going to talk about um plants energy the sun um but we're gonna talk about coffee as well i got a great bag of stump town and this was a new joint like i don't like to go to whole foods but i, I lately i've been sneaking in there once or twice you know it's kind of one percent evil or i don't know but at the same time we have to be health conscious and as i get older you know it's kind of like you gotta, you gotta think for yourself when it comes to your health, and uh, you gotta figure out where the good fruit is, where the good vitamins is, where the good vibes is, where you can get your good steps in. You gotta work with the moment wherever you got it. So I went into uh, uh, Whole Foods is kind of dope. Like they do have like they got great food and items and coffee and fish. I love good fish, fresh fish all day. If you want to send me some fish, uh, you can contact me at <laughs> contact at robkidtrail.com. Um, but don't, don't, no weirdos. No fucking Pelosi weird, uh, not, you know, I don't want to go into politics because everybody's weirded out. Um, this thing is all about love, 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 and not giving up and getting, uh, and just being myself and shit, so, um. I gotta watch streaming off topic sometimes. I'm I'm listening to this podcast. I like the podcast. Not that it's egocentric, but I also wanna be like, okay, I care about this thing. I just don't wanna be talking into the abyss. I'm not really making any crazy money. Well, I've gotten gigs out of it, so that's been great. Uh, so I have gotten gigs about it. And, um, and, you know, I've been doing this cannabis thing forever, man. Uh, I was, you know, working with high times since the first time i was in high times was in 2003 and it was for this cool normal festival and it was a big deal for me because i liked high times i used to go to tower records and tower records had in virginia actually i had this stiff job right after college and uh just a sales cold calling job shout out aerotech uh but uh I used to go to Tower Records and they had mad magazine racks. Magazines are coming back, I feel, like quality ones. I like a good magazine. Um, for my birthday, I asked for Rolling Stone, a subscription to, and Men's Health. <laughs> that's, that's the vibe I'm at. Uh, and I'm excited for that. Because I like to have them. I have a good magazine rack next to my toilet and I have a couple magazines there. Because the phone is good, but the phone is kind of greasy on the toilet because, you know, there's all those particles and stuff. And then you're on the phone, you know, the phone is dangerous, man. Shout out Bo Burnham. I watched this video about him talking about Instagram and Twitter and YouTube um, 
all these things with the algorithms, you know, and and how these companies are public and through being public, you know, that's why I was I'm always hesitant about trying to blow up on Instagram and TikTok and all that because you're just feeding the machine and the machine uh when I say the machine, just the algorithm, the website, and it's a business, you know? So their whole gig is to get you engaged and keep you on. And, you know, that's where the money starts coming in. And uh, that's where the sketchy content comes in. You know, sketchy con. I mean, I don't know. I'm trying, trying to open my heart and really like live in the moment and not pull that moral vibe thing on everybody even though it's popping up now, you know, because, you know, with, uh, you know, Kanye getting canceled, like anti-Semitism is fucking whack. Like all that shit is whack. You know, categorizing is whack. You know, I don't know. People are going some other direction, but the more I go inward, shout out my 20 minutes of meditation this morning. I've been doing my meditation. One thing I want to hit people to that I just learned was I was like, oh man, my lower back is killing me because I hadn't been doing it a lot. So I was kind of, you know, during the pandemic, I was getting hardcore, just like working out and weights and shit. Like you kind of dip in and out. Some people, you know, are all all day, every day, Marky Mark. And I kind of want to get there. uh, As I get older, I think it's kind of like essential to live a super active, not super active, but enough of an active life that you're pumping good blood through your heart and you know the system's kind of cleaning itself properly you know without the toxicity of our city or the keys on the table uh says shout out system of the down uh but i do have some great coffee from Stumptown. it's called 100 mile i'm just running uh jam and toffee this is a new Stumptown has a great graphic designer in their and their bags are awesome and their colors are off they, you know it's just it must be whoever started that company must be on point you know what happens is these motherfuckers go public or they sell out you know eventually eventually everybody wants to buy you know a house in the farm you know and grow their mushrooms out there and hang out with a hobbit it's the people that don't want to do that that's a little bit scary you know i think the super ego yacht 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 motherfuckers but if you want to be a super i can't judge you do your thing man do your fucking thing if you think that's the gig i'd be happy with i just want one rowboat with an outside motor and a couple zip codes and uh but deep sea fishing is dope too a couple uh a couple little spin rods a couple joints um, some seltzer, some lemonade, and some peanut butter and jelly sandwiches on Wonder Bread, cut in half, wrapped in something so the bugs don't get into it. How about that? Uh, keep it simple. Pop it like a pimple. Uh, but I'm dr- uh, this coffee is dope. This is good, good coffee. And this is I, the, the, uh, the write-up. These guys are funny. Shout out Stumptown. 100 mile, this is what they say about this shit. It's like, if we made such a thing as trucker coffee, this would be it. Meaning, like, if you were a lot of driving. A big breakfast blend 
roasted while robust enough to drink black and stand in with a little bit of milk. It's sweet and hearty and will get you there come hell or high water. <laughs> Love it. I'm sorry. I have this like LED light I'm reading this off of um, and, <clears throat> and the glare was in, in it. So my uh, reading out loud skills was a little off. Because their lettering is dope. It's like on this orange bag. This is a great cup of coffee, actually. This is like your classic good diner coffee back in the day, but a little higher end. And uh, this is, yeah, it's kind of like the coffee. Like when I do a lot of driving, uh, I got to do some driving tomorrow. I'm taking the old uh, Renegade <laughs> Jeep down to uh, down to Dewey Beach. I'm excited about this gig. Um, it's a, a comedy festival that I picked up. Um, you know, somebody must have backed out um, and they called old Rob to come through. But it's the headliner series. It's a great show. Great hotel. I, it's the guys from uh, Arlington uh, Draft House. They, they, I've known the owner and the organizer for years. I'm actually the first guy that headlined. The Arlington Draft House uh, back in the day when I just got on Last Comic Standing for the first time. But, uh, yeah, Dewey Beach is dope, man. Uh, I went to Dewey in Rehoboth is dope. Like, that's some great. That's like the Hamptons of Baltimore. <laughs> uh, and D.C. Uh, because there is some dope pads there. It's some great coast line new jersey's got these great beaches and shit that i don't know about like i've been through or you kind of see them um because i do love me some flip-flop beach life beach cruiser and this is going to be in the off season and i like places in the off season i love vacation places in the off season um uh just the traffic is down a little bit is this sound good enough i'm checking this check uh, I, was, I, I didn't check the sound. That looks good. That looks good. That Okay, let's bring it up. Let's bring it up. Yes. Um, yeah, I do love, um, I do love a beach cruiser vibe. And I do love doing gigs. And this just came out of nowhere. I think I'm filling in for the girl that was uh, the actress in Hacks. And she's really funny. The show. And my wife loves that show. I've watched a little bit of it. It's great. Um, I'm not a huge TV. I'm trying to get into TV shows. I, I'm trying to watch a little bit more. When I was a kid, I just watched so, so much. And then when I got into stand-up and YouTube started popping off. I'm still fascinated by YouTube and shit, but I am also wary of social media and, you know, the misinformation and people's brains getting scrambled. You know, you got to watch your media intake. So hopefully this is a, this is a positive podcast um, out there in the universe. But sometimes I think I think about it too much. Let's see here. Um, but yeah, this gig, um, this Saturday... This is a sick lineup. I'm doing a gig. It's the Headliner Showcase with Royal uh, Rory Scovel, my old buddy Rory, Rory Scovel. Um, he's from he's from the South. Um, I'm not North. I think he's from South Carolina. Uh, great comic, great great comic, great improviser. 
great uh, dude. I've uh, hung with the mob deep. Knew him in, when he, I was a little bit of an older comic. Like a lot of these guys that are popping, like I was around when they kind of started. Because uh, I was always in the cut. Not always, but, you know, Bill Burr and those guys were older than I was or were in the kind of the older class. of My, my class is, yeah, Steve Byrne and uh, a couple other, yeah, Burt Kreischer. It's a little, Burt Kreischer started before me, but it, we're around the same age. Uh, let's see. Stop dropping comics names, Rob. I'll, I'll stop. Okay, Headliner Showcase, Saturday, November 5th, 2022. Um... Yeah, this is going to be a gig, good gig in Rehoboth Beach at 7 o'clock. Carmen Christopher, he's funny cat. He has a special on Peacock, and he tours with our good friend from the Cannabis Coffee Hour. Um, I don't know if I've done shows with Carmen, but I think I may have done shows with Carmen. A lot of the bar shows that I've done in the city, like you just get in and get out, and it's just like, I don't know, it's wild. There's so many comedians right now, but I know this cat has done a lot of, t I've seen more of his television stuff and I've seen his special. He put out a special right during the pandemic and it was like out, he did this really surreal, super crazy, cool, interesting, creative cat um, as I've seen uh, from afar. Um, but he tours with Joe Para, so he has to be dope. Not dope, but nice. <laughs> Shout out, don't, I mean, Joe Para is just like the funniest, nicest dude I've ever met. Um, let's see. Shout out to Joe Para. Uh, the whole Joe Para squad. Um, but this is the Cannabis Coffee Hour. And, yeah, I wanted to talk about I'm driving tomorrow. I'm drinking this trucker coffee. Um, I have been to truck stops. Even truck stops have, like, grinding beans and Jamaica beans and you know they have all different styles like everybody's if you notice like everybody's taking their coffee game up you know um but also people are questioning it you know there's always that have you tried mud <laughs> on YouTube there's that dude some some crusty old dude I don't know it comes up in my algorithm and he's like I used to drink coffee but now I made my own mud <laughs> I'm, it's from dirt and water and tree juice and it gives you natural energy i'm like all right all right but you know herbs and everybody's body's different everybody's growing different everybody's got their own gig and i don't know if it's going to be coffee and weed forever um but i do know that i do enjoy it and it does help me uh get excited for podcasting and putting myself out there um and just like, you know, talking about herb and seltzer water and stuff like that. Got some good half flat seltzer here, which goes great with coffee. I'm not complaining about it. Um, I, I, got, I did the soda stream just maybe a couple hours ago. Um, yeah, this gig driving to Dewey Beach, Rehoboth. Okay, it's this cool beach area per there's a, I mean, Rehoboth is, uh, has a, you know, uh, history of like early on, even in the eighties as kind of a gay friendly, uh, environment. A lot of the DC and Baltimore, you know, that whole scene moved up there or they vacationed there. Um, and I always, I like that scene. <laughs> I liked gay San Francisco. Uh, gay people make the neighborhood better. And, uh, I 
don't know. I just I'm I think as we go into the future, I mean, I could talk about all this shit, but I don't like the the, the sectioning off. I guess I don't know. We're we're learning how to do the dance more and better and better in terms of talking about groups of people. And as society moves forward and you know, everybody's kind of getting more informed and or engaged and enraged uh <laughs> but at the same time man we're all the same man it's just like we're organic material you know just like the plants just like the dogs just like the cats just like the sky you know and then the ego makes you separate it and your ego makes you say oh this is the shit it's me it's about me but really it's about the whole thing you know growth I'm trying to grow, trying to grow better. I'm, this is uh, trying to grow better weed. Uh, no, uh, I do want to, I, I would like to have my own outdoor plant, like a simple plant. Now I just don't have the space. Maybe as, as the future goes forward um, and it gets a little bit more normalized into society, um, I see Virginia popping off and then I have relatives telling me it's really getting legal. You should move back here, Rob. <laughs> and I just might, uh, no, but I love New York. New York makes me better and stronger, but there might be a day it's time to walk away. But as for now, this is the gig and I love it. I love, uh, the creative. I think it's kept me younger, um, and keeps me sharper, keeps my brain sharper. I read this thing about, you know, I'm, I'm getting older. I'm going to push 50 eventually here soon, which is a weird concept to say. And I maybe stop saying it out loud. I don't like talking about it. I guess you got to be real. You know, I like talking about age a little bit, but I don't want to obsess about it. You know, it's kind of like you got to know where you're at to know where you're going. Um, and where I'm at is on the microphone and I'm talking about um, cannabis and coffee and, and, uh, just, you know, letting go. Yeah. Everybody's stressed out there. You know, I, you know, it's, I haven't smoked like in four days cause I've been just grinding and putting shit together. And thank God this gig came through and I got a couple other things coming through. Um, but I, I watched this cool Navy SEAL thing where it was like they tied their hands and they threw them into a pool. And I guess they train them to like let go. And then they sink to the bottom and they could untie their hands and then they could pop up to the surface safely. I don't know. There's something there. Maybe I got to rewatch that video. But there's something about, I think it was trying to explain about letting go of the fear. Because if you're thrown in and you struggle right away and you start freaking out um, and you do that all the way to the bottom, then you're tired and you can't get out. But if you just let go, what happens is that you sink to the bottom and you can uh, you can kind of find a space to undo your hands and loosen everything and come up. I don't know. It's a little scary. Uh, it's a little Harry Houdini. <laughs> I always I got, I was obsessed with Houdini when I was a kid. Uh, the musical group and the mu magician. Uh, the magician, the famous magician, but he died. Somebody punched him in the stomach. 
and he would go around and have people. He was just so well trained, and so uh, you know, going underwater and holding his breath and stuff. He did all that type of uh, getting getting out of uh, yeah that the whole that whole thing. Whew. Yeah, I'd rather do comedy. But even com- comedy, you think is gonna be easy. You're like, yo, I'm funny. My friends are thinking funny. Everybody, and then it's just like being funny is like. 10 you gotta be funny uh and you never know you gotta kind of keep it loose but it's like the business part is just so hardcore especially with netflix and and there's just i think there's just so much money on the table that people are being super sharks so i don't know um but at the same time i do think you know it's on you everything's on you these days you know and that's what i loved about putting out my own album my own uh music album with all those old goofy tracks and then during the pandemic I made my own beats and that was the goal was to make my own beats, make everything, record it. I did everything, even the video. Check out the video. Um, Give peace a dance. There is no political message to it. It's literally about living in the moment and understanding that we don't know. Anybody that, that's what I worry about podcasting is like, I never want to talk too much because anybody that talks too much doesn't know shit, you know. It's about being quiet, you know. Um, that's when you can, you know, uh, be a king without a crown. Uh, yeah, that's... Wow. I wrote some shit down I wanted to talk about, but we talked about Rehoboth Beach. Oh, Dewey Beach. Yeah, it's a cool place. And I, I went up there when I was working. Uh, I, I, I spent a whole summer there. I rented a house with like seven dudes. It was my friend and his older co- uh, cousin had this house. And uh, it's just been, there was like two openings. And you paid like like 500 bucks or something or a G or something. and But you can go up there every weekend. Uh, and nobody was there. It, it was it's a rental, like the summer rental thing. Uh, when you first, you know, um, get you know, I had my first little job. I was making a little bit of money, um, uh, doing sales and shit. And so I would go up there, and it's a full on like, yeah, that was a great summer. I uh, drink. That's when I was drinking. Uh, it's full on like total beach party. Like there's like four or five bars. You see friends, uh, yeah, it was just a full-on, and there's, I remember eating shrimp, uh, and this band, Love Seed Mama Jump, which I used to see, I did a summer in Nags Head, North Carolina, in college, and then I would see them there, like, there's this, like, East Coast line, like, Baltimore, Jimmy's, shout out to Jimmy's Chicken Shack, but Love Seed Mama Jump would play all these gigs, and they were just like a party, beach band they played covers and they played some of the, but they would just get it popping they may have had some horns i forget but i do remember them doing um they would be like a rock band but then they would do the black sheep song uh you can get with this or you can get with that you can get with this or you can get with that engine engine number nine on the new york transit land if my train goes off the track, pick it up, pick it up, pick it up. Back on the scene, crispy and clean. Um, that is Dress from the group Black Sheep. Lyric. 
Uh, but yeah, they would cover that. So it'd be like this, you know, kind of, you know, fr- uh, you know, for the type of band that would play in fraternities and, uh, and, you know, bar gigs all along. There used to be this place called the Bayou in uh, DC that was in Georgetown that had like bands like that. And it, like kind of like bands that like fill like 200 to 500, but would just jam up the place. The funny thing is, is I saw Run DMC. I th- yeah, I think Jam Master Jay was still alive. And but they was older in there, but I saw him at the Bayou in DC in the 90s. Um right when I got it, like in 95, like it may have been like 96. But then I saw him play and I think it was without maybe Jam Master Jay was with them at the Justice League. And that's an old venue in San Francisco. And now I was on Mushrooms and I watched him. I remember this, man. And uh, I was with this hippie chick that I uh, worked uh, at the Green Tortoise Hostel with. Uh, Mandolin. Shout out Mandolin. Uh, she was a masseuse. Uh, we never hung. We never hooked up. We, she was just my, my friend. And we worked at the hostel. And uh, she had great weed. And she didn't really work there that much. She was, more, she was on tour. She was following the dead and all these, you know, she was a full-on hippie. Fl- I think she still is. I see her on Facebook and shit. Uh, but she got me a gig at the, like, for the weekend, we worked for Relics Magazine, like, passing out lighters and magazines at the High Sierra Music Festival. And that was, like, up in the Northern California mountains. That was, like, sick. And... uh the ba- the horn player who was it it wasn't it wasn't uh it was like one of those guys that played with Medeski Martin and World uh Wood Carl Denson yeah Carl Denson's tiny universe this dude plays the sax he's heavyweight jazz jam band heavyweight i've seen him play with slightly stupid a couple other i like slightly stupid i like uh stick figure i like that whole SoCal scene, you know, there's a time and a place for it. You know, I think that's so sublime. You know, that 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 is that Dewey Beach. That is that beach cruiser flip-flops, take a bong hit, go hang out and watch people surf or go surf. Um see here. Yeah, I had a buddy uh that lived in Nags had North all North Carolina like all the time. Like his mom lived right on the beach and uh yeah, he was a six surfer. Shout out to my Ben, uh, my buddy Ben, old school friend. I don't want to say I don't want to say people's last names, but I haven't seen these cats in a while. But I always, I always loved, and I think he surfs like does. He was like, dude, like if I had that type of skill of surfing, that is like a, such a cool health thing is surfing, health and mind thing for some reason. But then there's aggro dick surfers and douchebag. I guess douchebaggery comes through <laughs> everything. Uh, there's good and bad. There's good and bad in everyone. Uh, in terms of like, you know, just the aggro surfer. I don't know. There's something about surfers um, that it's the same thing with comedians. Like, you know, they get to a point where it's such a hard thing. And then you learn to like learn it it is like a dominating it makes your self-esteem so you kind of get like cocky you can watch out for being like really cocky because uh i don't know going through tough stuff makes you 
a little bit more confident, I guess. Life is wild, right? Uh, but I wanted to talk about, you know, it, yeah, all this anti-Semitism shit is fucking whack. Uh, one of my favorite songs in the world, and I would consider myself, uh, I don't want to say Christian, but I, I, I think Jesus is dope. But I also love Judaism. I love Islam. I think everything, as long as you're good and not fucking killing people or blowing shit up, Get in the fucking moment. Look in. Look inward. That's what fucks me up with Putin and these older motherfuckers starting all these wars. They're going to be dead in 20 years. It's the other... And then you're fucking just making a mess for the, these other motherfuckers that don't even know what's going on to clean up. So, f war is so fucking whack. But at the same time, Russia's being bullies, and it's like, I get that. Like, I get... Yeah, that's the thing that I... That I I don't want to know if I want to get all deep about turning the other cheek and and when is it time to like, yo, step back. <laughs> so, you know, you got to That's what's so good about the moment that if you try to stay in the moment and try to be real with it and, and be your, as long as you're, you're yourself, you could feel the right thing to do at the right time. It's kind of like that uh, old video game Dragon Slayer. Like it had this, this, it was such this old school. It was the first time like the cartoons and Dragon Slayer is this weird stand-up video game from the nine, I think late 80s, maybe early 90s. But it went from like analog, like, 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 uh, you know, Space Invaders or Galaga or any of that shit into this like cartoon thing where they would play like a cartoon, but then it would flash a certain area. And if you hit the joystick, it would go into that area. It was like pick an adventure. And if you figured it out, like you could, it looked really dope. But I think that's like, you, you had to wait until you see the flash. That, and that's the right way to go. Um, like if you just, if you're quiet and you're not talking and you just listen to yourself, you kind of, there is an inner guidance in there. Um. Everybody's talking about ego, but nobody's talking about the it. <laughs> the it. I googled what the it is this week. You know, the ego and the it. Um, but the it, I guess, is uh, the primal urges. Like food and sex. And like, am I hot? Am I cold? And then the ego. And then there's the super ego. It was trippy. Uh, look it up for yourself. I don't want to talk too mental i also want to talk you know just music and stoner shit um but stoners are smart and introverted and but so, you know some are dumb and weird <laughs> and douchey so you gotta watch out everywhere um i'm just uh, yeah i'm just trying to stay from away from the douche meaning just the cheese if it's not real, if it's just for show, I think that's where it is, you know. You gotta just let the natural grow. Let it grow. Um, yeah, so the gig in Rehoboth. Uh, yeah, that was the place to see. Love Seed, Mama Jump, Dewey Beach was fun, man. Those beaches, it was a, I remember I had a nice beach chair. 
you know, I was young, and there was all these, there was, it was, it's kind of like this singles 20s something, and then Rehoboth is kind of like the gay singles 20 something, 30 something, hang out, you know, um, get out of the city, um, when you have straight jobs, it's all about, and you live in the city, it's all about getting out of the city on the weekend, and going on the, during the summers, city, hot summer in the city, back of my neck, being dirty and gritty, um, yeah, that's the truth, man, I mean, I grew up in D.C., and we didn't have air conditioning, <laughs> I was born in 1972, grew up in northeast D.C. on Capitol Hill, right where the fucking insurrection was, I played soccer and shit, used to fucking uh, figure skate on the reflecting pool during the winter, I remember them playing hockey and shit out there, you know, there's just this old school group of DC people, but we moved out when I was like 10 or 11, but uh, I do remember those hot summers in the city, and there's nothing, New York gets hot, but it doesn't get as hot as DC, DC's a swamp, and the back of your neck gets dirty and gritty. And, uh, yeah, we didn't really have a vacation. We never really went to Rehoboth and shit like that. We went to the... My dad was in the Air Force... Or he was a veteran in the Air Force... Or he was at... He, we, somehow we got on the Air Force base where we could go swimming. There was this cool pool. Uh, and we would do that. But it was a whole scene. You know, it was like the 70s and 80s. and Yeah. DC was cool like that. And then we would play soccer, soccer on the hill, shit like that. I don't know. This, this uh, Sometimes this podcast is for like 10 people <laughs> that are uh, my friends on Facebook from back in the day. Uh, but sometimes not. I don't know. Sometimes it's just nice to have somebody talking in the background. And hopefully I'll put some beats on here. I'm not sure the strain. This is the same herb I've been having, and it's great. Um... I think the weed scene, like, the strain thing, it's very interesting how everything's opening up. I mean, I don't, uh, like, I guess in New York what's happening is that you, the guys that have the stores can't grow the weed. So they have to buy the weed from upstate or all these other places, which I kind of see, like, how that works. And that's how I think kind of the grow houses, whoever's growing is going to have their own vibe. Um, so yeah, eventually, uh, man, I might go to Virginia and just grow weed and sell coffee if this podcast takes off. Because <laughs> uh, there's a lot of good gigs down there, but I love it here. Uh, I like walking around, my family. Um, yeah. Yeah. And, and this comedy here is just so good. And then auditioning for shit is so good. And yeah, the industry's here, stuff like that. Like, I still got shit to do. I still feel like I have a lot to do. And so every moment, and, and this podcast part of that, you know, it's my obligation to smoke herb for you guys <laughs> and me. But at the same time, I, uh, I was watching this thing, I don't know, there's like this one YouTuber that's a stoner called Cody, he's like a YouTube dude, but it's a whole nother generation, and he's like streaming video games and shit, but he was talking about this thing called CM, I don't know, there is like new developing, um, 
I guess, diagnoses uh, for cannabis in terms of uh, loading your cannabinoids too much. I think it's like CM syndrome. Sometimes it's syndrome. But they were saying, like, if you take a 12-day break, and I think that's wise. Like, I was going heavy in the paint for a while. And, you know, it's all about balance and equilibrium. So I think, like, a 12-day break from coffee and weed, I might try that soon. So don't wake out, but maybe I'll do a podcast and I'm just drinking some mushroom tea. And nuts, I mean, I, I do have, I, I do need to do a psychedelic trip here soon. But I'm just so busy running and gunning, and I don't want to do it in the city environment. Like, I've, I've tripped enough to know. Like, I think it would be good and fine, and I could go inward and meditate. But I could do meditation. That's the thing is, like, the days I was off weed and I was grinding hard, I was what I could. It, it, the first day I was kind of itchy. I, I would say grumpy or but then I I'm older and so I I kind of understand like hey this maybe that's it so I would meditate and I was meditating 20 minutes if I can do 20 minutes in the morning and 20 minutes at night you know it's just like awesome um what's uh, what I was googled was is that yeah your lower back will start to hurt but if you keep doing it it actually strengthens your lower back and your body's just getting used to it, you know? And it does take time. That's why the practice, it's so simple, but so hard. Like the simplest things are so hard. Like, I, you know, stand up is like, oh, you just go up there and talk. But I've been doing it 20 years and I got a gig tomorrow and I'm still looking to like practice. I'm scared as shit, man. I'm, you know. I don't want to let the crowd down. I don't want to let myself down. And in, in the moments, you never know. Um, you know, stand-up has always kept, it's given me a lot of confidence in life, but it's also given me like, uh, what the fuck am I doing with my life <laughs> vibe? So uh, you got to, you know, you can't get too cocky. And, you know, I'm still like, I got to watch my shit. You know, it's no joke. There's a lot of great comedians and uh, you got to make the show good. So I, I was also listening to Don't Wanna Be Blind, Don't Wanna Be. Check out uh, uh, Turnstile. I wasn't busting Turnstile, but this morning I was drinking this trucker coffee. And by 10.30, I was just blasted. Don't wanna be blind, don't wanna be. Uh, oh, and Modest Yahoo, King Without a Crown. That song is the best best song man and uh not the best i mean every time i listen to it it's good like I every, I every time i put it on i love it and i feel something you know dope uh that's why i'm like it's like all religions are good all people are good it's just the moment you have the moment to, to choose the good thing or the bad thing or we don't even, then, then there's a billion things in between, you know? So the best you could do is is forgive, love, and move it forward. But, you know, you got to keep it real. If somebody steps to you wrong, and you know, because, you know, I don't know. Sometimes you have these imaginary fights in your head. You ever do that? Like I was reading some political stuff or watching some shit on CNN or, you know, I get angry about all that that shit and all the fucking um, violence, you know, and the shooting. And I'm just like, motherfuckers, don't you get how good life is? You know, don't you? I mean, I know even the shitty parts are bad, 
I know it gets bad. I know it gets shitty. You know? But at the same time, you know, when you're done, you're done. You know, your ego and all of that essence, but you're going back to the main thing and it's all connected forever. So shut the fuck up. <laughs> no, I don't know. That's what I, that's that little fight in your head. Like you, I, I don't have all the answers. I don't know any of the answers, but then that fight goes on in your ego and all that shit. Uh, I don't know. That's what's, that's, I know that, you know, that's the, the part of it's guiding me in some sense of being the good person, I guess, is what I hope I'm making sense. Maybe I'm just too baked and drank too much coffee and listened to too much turnstile. <laughs> but at the same time, I was listening. I don't know. There's something magical about the morning. I do love doing I'm doing this podcast right, like right around like 1030 a.m. My energy level. And that's the same. I think that's my best creative time in terms of writing. I've been grinding and writing and uh i need to be a little bit more scheduled and i also need to be nice to myself uh because i have been pushing forward but um for like from 10 30 to like three like i'm just very creative and moving things forward but i also like to clean shit and also like to drink coffee and um but it that's what i like about doing that the podcast kind of morning-ish Kind of jacked on coffee, first hit of herb, you know. That's the sweet spot for some good cannabis coffee hour uh, podcasting, I think. Because I this 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 episode has flown by. Uh, I wanted to. Uh, there's a event at the Bell House. Uh, it was like the respect to Shania Twain. You're still the one. Now that's a jam. Shania's Twain, you're still the one. Oh man, look how we made it. You're still the one I want. Love. I used to have this stand-up bit that I would sing this song. This is one of the first stand-up bits I would sing. Shania Twain. I would fake like I was a comedian and I would have a breakdown and I would crawl out into the audience and go under the uh, the uh, table and then I would start singing Shania Twain. Look how we made it. towards. It was like kind of having a breakdown at the end of your set and then I would get some jokes going while I'm under the table. I was out there when I started, man, because I was like, I don't want to do any hacky fucking you know the same style it's not that it's bad it's just like there's so many styles within the moment that there's a there's a godzillion styles within the moment so i was trying to punch through there but i would bomb so bad people don't understand i didn't get on a real comedy stage until I was like a year and a half in, I only did coffee shops in San Francisco. They wouldn't let you on at Cobbs. There was so many great comics there. Um, Al Madrigal, you know, W. Kamau Bell. Those guys were in. I was like out there and I was so out there. And I remember the big dog. I won't drop his name because I, I totally forgive him. But uh, it was the first time I got on Cobbs Comedy Club. It took me a year and a half. And I was killing at these weird shows, but I was doing really out there. And this was like, back then it was in the cannery and it was so almost 80s fucking. 
in San Francisco, like in that part of town, like the family friendly tourist area, it was just, it was still kind of um, dorky in some weird way, but also kind of cool. There was great comics there. I'm not saying that. It was just like during that downturn of stand up in the early 90s. And the guy that ran it just was, uh, he was, he was kind of, he was just, he just did not dig my style or my vibe. And I went in there and, uh, it was the first time they put me on and they gave me like five minutes and it was their showcase, but it would be maybe like 35 people on a Wednesday. And the first time I went on and I did all this shit and I went into the audience and I crawled under the table and I started singing Shania Twain <laughs> and it bombed. It bombed so hard and the comic went back up and he was like the big dog of the town like at the time. Uh, he was like the, you know, the biggest local comic and he got all the gigs headlining at Cobbs and Punchline on the off nights. And he was living as a, he was exactly what I wanted to be in San Francisco, like just making enough money, um, getting by and, you know, getting on TV. He was getting spots on, you know, Letterman and shit. Um, and he was like, that was the first and last time you'll ever see Rob Cantrell on the stage. That was like after a year. And and, the, and I remember I was like, oh, my God. And he said that in front of the owner. It was like, it was like, but it was funny. It was funny. Now that I look, but at the time I took, I was so sensitive. I took it so hard. And I was like, motherfucker. Uh because I guess it was my ego, you know, I had to take, and it was just the wrong crowd for it. It was still funny. Um, and that song is still great. And it was, nobody was doing Shania Twain references in stand-up comedy back then. Some, you know, that was a big hit. Um, I'm not a huge country fan, but it was in my background growing up, you know, in Virginia, uh, in D.C., but Mostly in Virginia, you know, my, my uncle's from Tennessee, well, lived in Tennessee. He's from really southern Virginia, like my dad, like down in Pound and Wise, Virginia. But, uh, and I remember driving with him and listening to Kenny, Kenny, and he would chew Red Man. He would chew Red Man tobacco, and he would spit into a cup and drive a Lincoln. Um, and he worked, he was like a lineman for the Tennessee football team, like, I, I guess, uh, University of Tennessee, and he was became the head like uh, chef there. He cooked for all the athletes, but he ran the whole thing. And these things were like big operations. I'm like he wasn't a millionaire, but he had a good living. Had a couple kids, you know. He had insurance when you work for a school and all that shit. He liked to chew red man, and he worked for a football organization. That's pretty dope. Uh, he was the man. I love uh, my uncle David. Uh, God rest his soul. Uh, but uh, we used to drive, and he would just chew Red Man and listen to Kenny Rogers, Alabama, um, maybe some other, like, during the Dolly Parton. He was kind of classy. He liked classy country. Country was really conservative. Like, people think, like, you know, Hank Williams Jr. is kind of mainstream. But I, I this was back in the early 80s. And Hank Williams Jr. and... Like, that stuff that was, like, the new, like, you know, kind of coked out, drunk, uh, like, 38 Special. What was another one um, of that era? I mean, Leonard Skinner was the first, like, uh, southern rock. And so it kind of had country roots in it. Like, all those guys raised on country music, you know. 
And country music just has soul to it. You know, it's like, you know, it's just soul music uh, of the those mountains. And, you know, it's just, li- it's just like soul music in some sense. You know, you could feel it. But there's a lot of bad, you know, there's a lot of bad country music. And in the South is, you know, historically, you know, kind of racist and stuff like that. But I don't know. I don't want to call anybody this or that. Uh, but I guess that was my, maybe my you know, growing up, you know, looking down on country. But Shania Twain, I, I like good music. If something, That's what I'm saying, the cheese or the douchebaggery. You know, I think in country music, there's a lot of douchebaggery. Uh, just like every mainstream thing. You know, I don't want to trash comedians, but it's there's douchebaggery and, and comedy and shit. Um, the cheese. You know, I like the real shit. Uh, the good shit. It's hard to get the real and good shit. Because you got to strip it down to it. And that's why I think it's it lasts and it's good. Like Shania Twain's You're Still the One. Go listen to that song. That's the jam. Um, at least the first. So glad we made. Look how far we made it. Should I, should I read the lyrics? I'll read the lyrics to close out this episode. Let's see here. I love that. Lyrics. When I first saw you, I saw love. And the first time you touched me, I felt love. And after all this time, you're still the one I love. Mm, yeah, yeah. Looks, I like this part. Looks like we made it. Look how far we've come, my baby. It might have taken long. We might, we might have took the long way. We knew that we'd get there someday. <laughs> I don't know. I'll still do it. Uh, yeah, that's a good jam. I, I, I like Shania Twain's You're Still the One. I think she married Bob Rock, the dude that uh, produced uh, ACDC and Metallica albums. Just a great musician producer. I don't know. Um, I don't like uh, gossip. Like I try to keep my head out of it. Like any of that cheesy shit. Look at this. There's just such weird ones for the like, you know, uh, what's the internet term? Where it's just like garbage, you know, where it's all ads and shit. Uh, Yeah, I like, you know, as much as I was listening to music today, in the morning when you're cleaning up and there's no music and you hear birds, that's a dope thing about Brooklyn. You can hear some birds. But they were chirping and I was like, man, that sounds good. All right. Peace and love, everybody. Thank you for listening to the Cannabis Coffee Hour. Please subscribe to the YouTube. Give it a like. Send it to your mama. Uh, No drama. Peace and love. Cuatro.